It's time for South Dakota's Sports Talk Show. This is the Nate Brown Show, featuring live callers, live interviews, and thought-provoking sports talk. From the biggest national names to the hottest local stories, welcome to the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Here's your host, Nate Brown. Oh, welcome in the Nate Brown Show. We're glad to be back on a Monday, a fresh sound. Is that okay? <laughs> a fresh sound on a Monday. Middle of summer. We just changing it all up and we're ready to roll. The Nate Brown Show is South Dakota Sports Talk Show. Same show, just a different sound, okay? We got it lined up, locked and loaded, ready to go. Thanks for being a part of the program. It's always a great day in the Black Hills. And the Nate Brown Show brought to you in part by Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center since 1976. They've been here taking care of the weekend warrior to the elite athlete. When it comes to orthopedic care, better access. More options at Black Hills Ortho. Now with urgent care as well, if you suffer an injury, see the expert team at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center, bhosc.com. Remember it? Learn more, bhosc.com. Starting us off this week on a great Monday with a nice guest lineup. I'll tell you, we got a lot to discuss here. Avs win the Stanley Cup. we got a hit on that. Colorado Avalanche get it done. Nathan McKinnon's turned into a star, right? He's a star, and we'll talk Avs a little bit with Doug. Ottawill, we got to put a cap on that. Stanley Cup champs, and uh, by the way, they dented the cup. Did you see that story? They dented the cup in the celebration. It's the greatest trophy in sports, is it not? I know uh, hockey, kind of a niche crowd, right? you you got to be plugged in on hockey and, and following it. Uh, but I'll tell you, when it comes to the uh, title and the cup and the trophy, that's the greatest right there. I was watching that uh, yesterday. Great game, and, and the Avalanche get it done in six games. So it was a little dicey there. I was starting to wonder, is Tampa Bay going to get this thing um, tied up and go back to Denver for Game 7. We'll talk to Doug Ottawa, MileHighSports.com, live from Denver. Ben Verlander is in. Major League Baseball analyst kicking off the week with Ben. Fox Sports, Major League Baseball analyst. And there's some interesting stuff in Major League Baseball this weekend that happened. We'll get to it. Brian Nose on tap. Fox Sports radio host, football analyst. We'll talk NFL mostly with Brian Noe of Fox Sports Radio. He's live on the way. John Bryce coming up on a Monday. One of our favorites, college football writer, footballscoop.com. A big story out on the college football front with uh, the biggest, it, it's reported to be the biggest name, image, and likeness deal that we've seen yet in college football. The biggest. That's the report. Now everybody seems to be denying it that this is the biggest one ever. What school uh, allegedly did it? What player is uh, the guy to, to follow here? We'll get to a John Bryce football scoop on the way. And Rapid City Stevens head track and field coach Paul Hendry just won the National Coach of the Year Award. Big National Coaches Convention in Des Moines last week. Head coach at Stevens, done a great job over the years, um, recognized as now the national head coach of the year in track and field. Paul Hendry will join us live coming up. Fun Monday show on tap. Let's get you in. 720-1067, the Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar Sports Line Live. 720-1067, join us. And the Barron's Wilson text line open and ready. Direct text the show. Be a part of the program that way. 720-1067, that's the Barron's Wilson text line as well. Okay, I have an interesting question of the day we're going to get to when it comes to um, high school sports, parent involvement, athlete involvement, and, and coaches, and the whole thing. It's a really interesting. We'll get to that later on in the show. 
I want to start with this because um, I talked about this last summer, and there was a little bit of pushback, a little bit of pushback saying this is the right way to handle things. This sport does a great job policing itself, and there's really not much more you can do. It's just how it is, and it's just the way it's going to be. And it's actually, I had some folks say, it's effective, the, the way they handle things. And then I see an incident like yesterday, an incident like yesterday. Let's go to the scene, and I want to start the show with it because I'll ask you the question and see um, where you're at on this whole situation. So it's Angels Mariners yesterday. Angels Mariners yesterday, they're playing each other a ton. They still have like 11 games against each other. So it's one of those AL West rivalry type deals. You, you play each other a lot. You know each other. You get annoyed with each other. And then we had a big brawl, a, a bench-clearing brawl, bullpens, the whole thing. Everybody got into the uh, mess yesterday. But I want to start with this isn't just the normal baseball bench-clearing brawl. I, I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was. And I started watching the video yesterday. I reviewed it here uh, this morning, and I'm looking at what was the background here? What was the story here? And then the question I asked last summer on these baseball uh, incidents, what should be the right way to handle this? So let's set the scene so in case you missed it. You can find the video, benches clear, punches thrown, the whole thing. Angels, Mariners, and what's going to be the suspensions and, and who's going to be involved here. So here's what happened. This is the, you know, baseball has all of these, all of this background that all of a sudden you see a, a guy get beamed and then everybody gets gets in a fight and you're going, oh, did that did that just happen or was this a story? leading up to this point was this the breaking point and that appears to be what happened with the angels mariners so here it is mariners and angels playing i said a bunch right they do every year so they're playing a bunch they're in one of those stretches right now mike trout allegedly got thrown at superstar for the angels mike trout got, allegedly got thrown at on saturday okay on saturday's game didn't hit Mike Trout, but uh, came very close to hitting Mike Trout. So it appears as though the Angels were going to get retaliation. This is how baseball works, right? So hang on here. Let me. I'll get to my question of the day, and I'll, I'll ask you what you think of this. The Angels go out yesterday, and manager of the Angels, who's now the interim guy for Joe Madden, right? Phil Nevin, former player. You know this name, Phil Nevin. He's the Angels' interim manager. He doesn't start his regular starting pitcher. This is for yesterday now. This is after the Mike Trout dust-up allegedly getting thrown at and, and almost getting hit. So the Angels uh, don't start their regular pitcher. They go with a quote-unquote opener. These are these bullpen guys, these relief guys that come in and start some games every now and then. So the Angels decide what? They're going to start their relief pitcher against the Mariners. And guess what happens? They start a relief pitcher, okay, younger guy, the whole thing. And guess what happens? He throws and he hits the batter, Winker, for the Mariners. And he hits him right there in the right butt cheek and uh, got him pretty good, okay, got him pretty good. So then Winker, the Mariners player who gets plunked, he gets popped, he takes offense. He doesn't charge the mound. This is why this brawl is so interesting. 
and this will lead to my question of the day today. Winker, the Mariners player who gets plunked, doesn't charge the mound after the, the pitcher. He knows, wait, this is the relief pitcher who all of a sudden got called on to start this game. He plunks me. Who, uh, who directed this play? Who directed this play? It appears Winker, the Mariners player, thought it was the Angels manager who chose to start once the relief pitcher instead of his regular starter. Hey, we're going to sacrifice this guy here. Just a middle relief guy doesn't, uh, you know, not a huge factor, right? Let's have him belt the player. Then he might get, uh, obviously, he's going to get ejected and then maybe suspended here, maybe. So then we won't lose a starter. We won't lose much in this deal. So it was a, it's a different type scenario. You tell me. A, it appears that Winker, the Mariners player, thought this was premeditated. Is a, it was a premeditated thing. We're going to pull our starter out. We're not going to start a regular pitcher. We're going to start a reliever because you can get away with that in Major League Baseball these days of uh, an opener, a reliever being your opener. That guy hits Winker, the Mariners player. The Mariners player, Winker, doesn't charge the mound. He goes to the dugout of the Angels. He goes to the dugout. He starts approaching the dugout, and then it's all on. Then it's all on from there, meaning you start approaching an, an opposing team's dugout. You're talking to the players. You're talking to the manager, potentially. And then it was a brawl, and you can find that brawl. Um, if you haven't seen that this morning, you can find that. It's all over the place. You can find uh, the video. One of the more, um, I don't know, intense brawls I've seen in a while anyway in Major League Baseball. A lot of times bench is clear. There's not much that happens. Here there were, there were things that were happening. So you, you tell me when this whole thing, you know, last year I said, what should happen to the pitchers that plunk players? Okay. So I ask you, to, I ask you now, do managers accept any accountability here when things go like they did yesterday. If Phil Nevin orchestrated this whole thing, premeditated, I'm going to pull my starter, starter reliever, plunk the Mariners player, what should happen to the Angels manager, Phil Nevin? But my question to you is, in baseball, should managers be held accountable for their pitchers when we've got the bean game going on? We got beanball going on. Should manager a lot of times it's players get suspended. Managers don't. Yeah, you know, I mean they're they're off uh, scot free a lot of the time. I mean there's people calling this afternoon. I just uh, refreshed this before I started the show. They think Phil Nevin should be suspended. Uh, the manager of the Angels. Do you do managers hold any responsibility for baseball beanball type scenarios? Thanks for calling your live on Fox Sports Rapid City, and you go ahead. Oh, my God. What are we doing? Trying to raise boy girls <laughs> with emotional what do you mean? feelings? What do you mean? What do you mean? You're okay with premeditation, beaning somebody? You're okay with oh, it? Oh, dude, are you kidding me? You're okay with Did it? Did you not hear that story of my, uh, my brother when he played against Bob Gibson? Well, I think I probably God, heard it a lot. You hit a home run off Bob Gibson. I don't care if it was 13 years old, bud. He's throwing at you at the next pitch. <laughs> Nate, Just for hitting do a more homer? research, will you? And it wasn't Bob Gibson. It was Danny McLean. It was Whitey Ford. 
Hey, my it research was. is fine. My research is fine. This is a manager who said we're going to start the game by plunking the Mariners player over over well, Mike the only Trout. Thing I disagree and disappointed with that player should have had it on his own mind for saying I'm going to do. He needed baseball. Who cares? Hey, hey, he didn't My charge God, the mound. Did he didn't charge die. the mound. Did anybody die? Hey. Did well, we, we don't talk about people. Building? We don't. We don't talk about people dying here. But um, by the way, he didn't charge the mound. He charged the opposing dugout. Okay, is he? Is that? Well, that's his own fault. Okay, that's that's he my point. For backup. <laughs> so, uh, question: You answer. Are managers accountable for beanball? Should managers be suspended? I think he should get one game. Take it like a man. Smile. Sit up in the office, watch the game on the old tube. <laughs> okay. And All right. have a cold beer. All right. Good answer. Thanks, buddy. You know, Nate, all you're doing – no, I watch it, Nate. These kids stand right on the plate. I mean, Nate, inches, inch away. Well, that's different. That's different. I mean, you okay. brush ball, brush – you know, some of the high heat, That that's different. Let this me was... throw you another example. It's a soccer tournament down in Norfolk. A bully on the other team. Kept pushing the whole game, let ref let it go. Well, when uh, one team scores the winning goal, she gives a shove to the girl that scored the goal. Oh. Nate, they square off. No, I'm not lying. They square off. This thing lasted about five seconds, but it seemed like a minute. Hmm. And the little girl took the big girl down, the bully. The little girl got the red card. The big girl got a yellow card. Because the little girl was the first one to attack. <laughs> well, All right, they, they went and finished the last three minutes of the game. It was just, it was over after that. There was no arguing afterwards. Or by the way, fingers. by the way, this Mariners player, I assume, is going to get suspended, and that's my point, Steve. Is so he he oh, he, he started. Will. He should get at least two games. He should, but the manager only gets one. Yeah. All right. I know where you, I, I, I got you. Appreciate it, man. I mean, I don't want you to go. You know when Bob Gibson threw at you? you it, it, he threw at your ribs. He threw at your thigh. He didn't <laughs> right, throw right. at your head. No, right, right. Um, this you guy know, threw it. And when guy he threw, threw the... inside like the old pitchers, oh, they threw inside, Nate. And that was your fault if you didn't want to get out of the way. All right, buddy. But no, but you, I got you. Appreciate it. I love it, though. All hey, right. did you hear about the guy that ordered a pizza from Arkansas? I did. I did. The... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I saw uh, that one. Thanks, yeah. <laughs> thanks buddy. I appreciate it. Um, 720-1067, as we start on a Monday, my question of the day is, okay, this was this isn't um, like a first, but it just happened yesterday afternoon. Um, manager Phil Nevin of the Angels pulls the starter. Okay, doesn't start the regular starting pitcher. Why do you think he started the reliever? Oh, it's just a, it's just a strategic move, right? <laughs> and then that reliever plunks Winker, the Mariners player, and now we got this whole situation, benches clear, punches being thrown, and everybody's upset at Winker, the Mariners player. Everybody's upset at him. And people are sitting here wondering, oh, well, uh, what about the premeditation plan in baseball? Premeditated uh, plunking, should a manager be held responsible? Major League Baseball, I'm talking about um, putting the whole plan together, and then now we've got these guys still have 11 games against each other, right? 
baseball polices itself. I get it. This type of stuff, um, we're going to plan it before we even uh, get into the game. We're going to change things up before we even get into the game. If, if Phil Nevin's a tough guy, I mean, we all want to be tough guys, we'll just throw out your starting pitcher and go after it. If you're a tough guy, oh, no, I'm going to pull a reliever in. We're going we're gonna to do this. Um, I think that's a different scenario than spur of the moment, emotional, you hit my guy, I hit your guy. This carried on from the day prior from Mike Trout when he was almost hit. Um, and so the Angels decided to get after the Mariners yesterday. Uh, let's let's take a look at this. Listener text coming in, 720-1067, starting on a Monday. Listener text, the Angels manager premeditated purposely threw at the Mariners. The Angels manager put in that reliever. MLB needs to bench the Angels manager for two weeks with no pay. MLB should even ban the GM for two weeks because the manager doesn't do anything without the GM's okay. Okay, so you're going hard at, at uh, the Angels here. You're going hard at the Angels guy. I don't know if uh, – I'm asking you if, if a manager who plans this out, that's, what it, that's what's alleged here. I mean, that's what it looks like. Should Phil Nevin, the Angels manager, for planning out the plunking, the whole scenario, uh, starting a different pitcher, the whole thing – and, and started the game that way, should he be held accountable? Because the managers get off on this stuff really easily. The players, what my point is, the players don't. So I'm going to tell you, Winker of the Mariners, the guy who uh, started the dust-up, I guess you could say, by going over to the Angels' dugout, Winker who got hit, he's going to get suspended. You better believe that. And I would say once the um, reliever who started for the Angels, the pitcher, I believe he'll get suspended, I believe. And then I'm sitting here, will Phil Nevin from the premeditation planning angle, and I ask you, how much should you hold managers accountable? Um, That's the question of the day. Let's look at some results here. Let's look at some results. Um, Should Major League Baseball managers be held accountable when their pitchers purposely being a hitter? So that's the question. Managers really aren't. That's been the history of baseball. Managers aren't held. It's just, hey, the players do it. The players police the game. The managers do, um, let me just say, have recommendations here and there over the seasons, over the years. Hey, uh, do this to this guy. Uh, Players also step in on that piece. But I'll tell you this. The Angels um, had this all set up yesterday. They were upset about Saturday's uh, situation where Trout almost got hit. And by the way, I said almost, almost. And then we got uh, a whole game plan changed around to put a reliever in just to, just to being a player. Um, listener text, it's all different when they have 24 hours to plan this out. You have to lay the hammer down this time. So you're saying Major League Baseball has to lay the hammer down on the manager. And that's it. That's an interesting answer because a lot of this is spur of the moment. Middle of the game, my guy gets hit early, another guy gets hit. And by the way, the umpire crew here yesterday in this Angels-Mariners mess, they should have seen this one coming. The pitcher had already thrown behind a batter earlier. He'd already thrown behind him and high around the head area. I was was reviewing all of this, and there was nothing. I mean, there was these umpires, you're thinking, okay, Maybe we have a situation on our hands. We get a pitcher early on here 
throwing behind players um, high as well, and uh, we just kind of let this thing roll. Okay, should managers be held accountable for pitchers beating hitters at all, at all? 57% of the audience right now says, no, you can't control your players. 57%, 43% say, yes, you have to look at suspending managers as well. Interesting, this day and age, um, and a really interesting scenario from Mariners Angels yesterday. Bench is clear. Players always get punished for it, okay? Players, all you know, they, they start the, uh, the melee. Managers just kind of sit back and, and say, oh, no, you know, it's, uh, it's one of those things. It's baseball. That, that was Phil Nevin's comment, by the way. It's baseball. You know, I mean, this, this stuff like this happens. Well, this whole plan, it's, it appears, was put in place to make it happen. Is Major League Baseball going to sp- suspend Phil Nevin? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you this today. I usually, you know, I don't uh, tell you what Major League Baseball is going to do much because I usually have no clue on it. I have a feeling the Angels manager for this scenario might get popped. I think the Angels manager on a pre-plan to throw at the uh, uh, hitter with a bullpen arm, a bullpen arm, because he doesn't want to lose the starter. He doesn't want to lose the whole uh, game itself out of control. Started uh, this whole thing from the beginning. I think um, the Angels manager might get popped here. I think that might be the case. Keep your eye on that. Maybe we might find out today. Well, I'll, I'll keep an eye on that. Phil Nevin, Angels manager, starts a uh, reliever, a bullpen arm, doesn't want to have a starter get suspended or anything like that. So he's working the deal, by the way. So this is different than... Yeah, let's uh, bean each other back and forth and police itself. Phil Nevin, Angels manager, sets off a a little firestorm yesterday. Players are going to get suspended. I have a feeling Phil Nevin's going to get hit as well. Back with Brian No, Fox Sports Radio host. Did the NFL leak out any information about the Deshaun Watson situation? People are saying this today, like, the NFL wants you to know how long they think Deshaun Watson should be suspended for because an independent person is going to look at this case starting tomorrow. So we're going to have some interesting developments, I think, this week before we get into the 4th of July break, I think. Are we going to know about Deshaun Watson? What is the NFL? Should we buy into some of these reports that they think that Deshaun Watson should be suspended for how long? We'll get into it. Brian Noel on the way. From high school to college to the pros, this is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. Today on Hey Culligan, buy to save. Here's a text from Devin in Denver. Hey Culligan, I'd love a water softener, but I don't want to pay for it. Devin, I can't help you there, but a Culligan high-efficiency softener can help you save oodles on energy and detergent, so the savings can be even greater than the cost. And I'm getting a mind-blown emoji followed by... Yes, please. Devin, the savings are already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test with a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Clear skies and quiet tonight with lows around 58. Northwest winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. Clear skies tomorrow, high of 89. Partly cloudy tomorrow night, lows around 66. 
Highs level off around 98 Wednesday with a chance for scattered thunderstorms. 82, mainly sunny skies and calm Thursday. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 81. From the minute you wake up to the moment you fall asleep, Black Hills Energy is here to support, inspire, and drive your next adventure. Because supporting your day-to-day -day is our everyday. And we are always here, ready for your next step. Black Hills Energy, ready. What can Elevate Performance do for your athlete? Maggie Taylor, Hill City High School. We can't thank Rihanna at Elevate Performance enough. After my surgery, we started an intense rehab program. Since my recovery, we have met with Rihanna on occasion to help strengthen my body so an injury doesn't happen again. I feel like I couldn't be where I am at today as an athlete without the help of Rihanna at Elevate Performance. Get your athlete started at ElevatePerformanceSD.com. Denny Menhold Dealers are serving up a grillin', chillin', and thrillin' summer. Register to win a side-by-side -side at any Menhold dealership. Other prizes like a Traeger Smoker from Black Hills Fireplace, Grill and Fire Pit, Golf at Red Rocks, Dakota Butcher, Sickies Garage, Plant Smith, and more. While you're in, check out what's hot on the lot. With trade-in values at an all-time high, there's never been a better time to buy. Your grillin', chillin', and thrillin' summer starts at Denny Menhold Dealerships Rapid City and MenholdSummer.com. Cadillac Jack's Gaming Resort is the place to stay and play in Deadwood. How about this? Bet on the game, watch the game, and play your favorite table game. You can do it all at Cadillac Jack's with BetMGM. From roulette to craps to blackjack, they have TVs all around. You won't miss a second of the game. Make your plans now to stay and play in Deadwood with Cadillac Jack's and BetMGM. Everything you want in one place. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show, South Dakota Sports Talk Show, Fox Sports Rapid City, getting us started on a Monday. It's always a great day in the Black Hills. Thanks for being here. Ben Verlander's coming up, Fox Sports Major League Baseball analyst. There's a wild story out of uh, the Minnesota Twins today that I'm surprised by. I mean, it's, it's it just kind of stunned me today. It kind of shows you where baseball's at with coaching um, and the importance of it. It's just a wild one with the Twins. If you haven't seen it, we'll get into it. Ben Verlander on the way, Major League Baseball analyst. Let's talk NFL, um, Fox Sports Radio. You hear him right here, Brian No. Follow him on Twitter at The No Show, and he's here on the Nate Brown Show tonight. Brian, thanks for coming on. How are you? I'm good, man. How are things over there? I am one with the Black Hills, let me tell you that. Shout out to the Black Hills over there. <laughs> I like for it. Sure, so man. you love it. Okay, that's good. Yeah. That's good. I like that. By the way, you were traveling uh, at a little, uh, went out to California last week, right? You had a good time? Good time? Yeah. Yeah, I was out there for a little more than a week. So got to see some friends, got to do some shows. That's where the their, like their flagship station is in the L.A. area. So it was good, man. Got to see uh, – 
the sun again. There's this thing called the sun <laughs> that comes out in Southern California a little bit more, you know? I like that. I like that. By the way, speaking of California, I know we're going to talk football, but I want your take on this. Um, Angels Mariners bench clearing brawl yesterday. Um, it appears that, you know, the Angels manager may have made some changes with his pitcher, started a bullpen guy instead of a starter. That bullpen guy plunked uh, the Mariners player, Winker. We had a bench clearing brawl. Uh, my question, Brian, is players always get suspended for this stuff. How much mm. accountability do managers have? Yeah, it's a great question. I guess, <laughs> I guess if you're dumb enough to sort of admit that you ordered the code red, maybe you would be in line for a suspension. But if you just play dumb, just like hey, you know, sometimes pitches get away from the, the <laughs> it's you know, baseball. The it's baseball. Yeah, yeah, it's baseball. Like I, not me? No, it's just yeah. I think as long as you're not stupid enough to just admit that you ordered this to be done, I don't think that anything's going to come from it. You raise an interesting mm. question, though, because certainly, um, yeah, if you're going to suspend the pitcher that's carrying forth this, then it stands to reason that if you can prove that the manager – and prove it, right? You can prove that this happened. Then, yeah, he should be in line for a suspension also. It's interesting. Uh, my audience says 57% say, no, you can't uh, suspend managers. 43% say, yes, um, suspend the managers as well. Uh, question of the day. Brian Noan, let me get into this. Speaking of suspensions, um, we got this independent uh, arbitrator tomorrow – starting to look at and, and work through the Deshaun Watson case. And so there was information last week when, when you were out there in California, there was information you know, being reported and quote-unquote leaked that, well, Deshaun might be up for a year suspension. That, that's what's being leaked out of there. How do you see all that playing out with that info coming early, now the quote-unquote independent arbitrator looking at it starting tomorrow? Well, I can see where the NFL is trying to position themselves by saying, even if it doesn't end up being a year-long suspension, they could come back and be like, well, that's what we were recommending. That's what we thought would make the most sense, you know? So I don't know what the suspension is going to end up being. It could be a year. I, I don't know. I don't have a great sense of what it's going to be, Nate. I, I think it's going to be less, but that's just a – that's not a strong gut feeling because there are so many moving parts with this. There could be more lawsuits that emerge. There could be more settlements. We already have 20 of 24 cases that have been settled. So it's a, a tricky it's a tricky ruling to make if you're Sue Robinson. So I, I don't know how long the length is going to be, but what I do know is that the NFL is posi positioning itself where even if it does fall short of a year, they can always come back and say, well, we thought it should have been a year. Yeah, that's interesting. Two pros and a cup of Joe heard weekday mornings on Fox Sports Radio. They said this Browns trade here, this was, this was the worst trade you could do. Um I know what they're saying, but I think the Browns are probably just going to hang tight here. Brian, do you think yeah. this is the worst trade ever? No, that's stupid. That's just a stupid statement. I have, I don't know if it was Brady or Jonas or LeVar who said it, but if all three did, those are three stupid statements. <laughs> because, I mean, really, I've heard these things like, only the Browns could be in this situation, right? And think about this. Who was another team in on the sweepstakes? The Carolina Panthers. 
they would be in the exact same situation as the Browns if they were able to land Deshaun Watson because they have Sam Darnold, who's in the same draft as Baker, just a couple of picks later, and he's set to earn over $18 million also. So you could very well have, if Deshaun is a member of Carolina, we're assuming he's not going to be ready to play week one, he'll be suspended. And if you have Sam Darnold, telling the Panthers organization, like, no, screw you guys. I'm not playing for you. You brought in Deshaun. You'd have the same scenario as the Browns. So, And I also think, Nate, this is so much – people are just locked into 2022. Like you mentioned the morning right, show on right. Fox. It's just so much locked into 2022. Look beyond that. right? There's a reason why the Browns weren't the only team in on the bidding war here for Deshaun. There were other teams in on the Deshaun sweepstakes because they knew – that the short-term chaos, which we're having here for the 2022 season, they were willing to deal with it for the long-term payoff. That's why you had most of the NFC South and the Seahawks and the Browns in on this, because they know it's beyond 2022, yet a lot of the talking heads don't get that. They think it's just 2022, as if Deshaun has one more year left on his deal or something. It's crazy. And by the way, Brian, uh, 2022, the only salary, if he does get suspended, is $1 million. The contract yeah. is built out. For this year, it's $1 million. So I think the Browns probably knew we could be in trouble for 2022. That's why it's $1 million. Absolutely it is. Yeah, they planned for that. That was their that was their um, worst-case scenario plan if he's suspended. Like, we had to sweeten the pot to get him here. And they – look, man, they had an idea of how this was going to play out. They're not just completely blindsided, like, two more lawsuits, what? Like, you know what I mean? Like, they had an idea of how this was going to go. And when you get beyond 2022, and we don't even know if he's suspended for a full season yet, that's the other thing – when you get beyond this whole fiasco with the legal situation, you have an absolute baller at the most important position in sports. So to say this is the worst trade ever, that's insane. Brian No on tonight, Fox Sports Radio host. Find him on Twitter at The No Show. So one more on Cleveland, Baker Mayfield. You said you don't have a good sense or how long Deshaun Watson's going to get suspended or, or how that's going to go. What's your sense on Baker and his future? I think Baker's going to be a moron, is my gut feeling is. Let's just say Deshaun is suspended for the entire year. I think Baker would still be like, get me out of here. I'm not playing for you guys. I think that would be the equivalent of telling your boss off when you don't have a better job to go to. Go mm. to. Mm. It's like, how do, how do you win? How do you improve? How do you benefit from that? It'd be like, look, man, at Fox Sports Radio, if somebody, if the boss has brought in someone to take my job and they paid him a boatload of money, him or her, and they were like, hey, they can't start until next year. Do you want to stick around? If I said, no, screw you guys, I'm out of here. If I don't have a better opportunity or at least an equal opportunity to go to, I'm hurting myself the most. I'm not hurting them, right? And that's how I see it with Baker. It's like we're almost in July. If Baker says, no, get me out of here anyway, if he goes to Seattle or Carolina or wherever, he's behind it, man. Think about Russell Wilson with Denver. He's been out there practicing. He's in the playbook. He's watching film. He's establishing chemistry with his wide receivers. Baker's done none of that. So if Deshaun suspended for a year, Baker would be out of his mind to say, no, Cleveland, I'm out of here. You shouldn't have done me like that. 
because he'd just be hustling backwards. He'd be working against himself at that stage. By the way, I agree with you on that. I don't think he is going to play in Cleveland again because he's at that that uh, bridge has burned. But then what does happen? Like Sid, he's going to maybe he ends up somewhere, right? But is he so far behind with teams already moving forward here um, at the beginning end of July, beginning of August? Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, he's got to think of his next contract. It's about his second contract. So let's just pick a team. Let's just say it's Seattle. Let's say Seattle lands Baker, and it's like right around training camp time. What are his realistic chances of playing well enough where his second contract with either Seattle or whatever team in the NFL is going to be really, really good? He hasn't. He doesn't know the playbook yet. He hasn't thrown a pass to any of his teammates yet. What are his chances of playing really well in 2022? They're not very good. So if he doesn't play very well this year, what do you think his next contract is going to look like? It's going to look horrible. So I think the best place, if it's all built on on an if, if Deshaun was out for the entire year, Cleveland by far, he knows the head coach. He knows his teammates. He knows the playbook. He has so many built-in advantages. He'd be out of his mind to say, no, I'm out of here anyway. Great stuff. Brian, no, before I let him run, Fox Sports Radio host talking NFL. I got three guys coming into their second year. I want to put you on the spot. QB, which one has the biggest growth? Who are we going to see? Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence. Who who would you uh, bet on? Wow, that's a great question. Um, I like Jalen Hurts' supporting cast the most, followed by Zach Wilson's. So it would be those two, even though I'm not a huge uh, Jalen Hurts guy, man, when you have A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, that's a lot. Dallas Goddard, I would go with him to take the biggest statistical jump. I am highly offended you don't have my guy Tua Tungavailoa in on this oh, list. It's got to oh, be, really? be a four-hoser. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm just joking around, but Oh, that's a great question. I would go with Hurts. Who would you go with out of those three? I, would, uh, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to grow there, Brian. I think the team's yeah. bad. But I think Trevor I think Trevor with Doug Peterson, Jacksonville, I'll take that. Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. I think he's the best of those three, but I think he has the worst like receiver cast around supporting cast out of those three. So that's like a little push pull type thing. I like him the most as an individual QB, but man, when you've got you know, Christian Kirk, yeah, and, yeah. and uh, that's not as sexy as A.J. Brown right there. No, it's iffy. Uh, Brian Noan, Fox Sports Radio host, join us on a Monday. Find him on Twitter at The No Show. Hear him on Fox Sports Rapid City. Brian, thanks for hopping on. I appreciate it. Always good talking ball with you, bud. Have a good day, Nate. All right. Appreciate your time. Brian No on tonight, Fox Sports Radio national host. He's on Twitter at The No Show um, here on the Nate Brown Show tonight, getting us started on a Monday. Um, really interesting stuff as he talks about the future. Um, two factors there. Deshaun Watson's, uh, the independent arbitrator, is starting to uh, going to start really getting into things tomorrow with the Deshaun Watson case after, look at how long this NFL investigation's been, 16 months. I mean, time goes for me, like I have no concept of time. Like I was like, oh, that was just uh, a few weeks ago, right? Then Matt Kearney's like, no, that was like eight months ago. Oh, (laughs) okay, my bad. So my concept of time, so things fly. The NFL investigation is looking through this into Deshaun Watson's scenario, 16 months. And uh, now the independent arbitrator going to really dig into things starting tomorrow. 
and they say a, a, a resolution will be forthcoming. Okay, will we find out this week? Are they going to do one of those? Uh, Hey, uh, we've decided to do this on a Friday news dump right before the 4th of July. Everybody have a good weekend. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But that thing into Deshaun Watson. And then uh, Brian No said it's the Browns. Everybody's saying the Browns made a big mistake. I've never said that. You can say what you want about bringing in Deshaun. Okay, that's a big debate. Do you bring that guy in for your brand, for your organization, for your team, the whole thing? That that's a, That's the debate. It's not... The football sense, like, oh, this is the worst trade ever. He's not even going to get to play. Um, I said he'll get to play. It's just not going to be like right away. I believe the NFL will let Deshaun Watson play. I, I really do. When I, I don't know. So the trade is not going to be that big of a deal. It's not like the Browns, you know, making a big mess here. And then the other one, Baker Mayfield. I've said he's not going to play for Cleveland again. Um, what does that mean then? Will he land in a spot to play and uh, get things up to speed quickly for this season here? I mean, you're a month away from training camps getting going. All right, back with Ben Verlander, Major League Baseball analyst for Fox Sports, the Flippin' Bats podcast. And a lot of questions for Ben Verlander, our Major League Baseball analyst, including why would the Minnesota Twins lose this guy today? This is bizarre next live callers big time interviews and breaking sports news this is the nate brown show on fox sports rapid city whether you run the race make the catch cast a line pitch a tent or just look good doing it shields rapid city has your gear from athletic clothing from your favorite team cold weather gear to keep you warm to the best camping selection this side of the black hills and the most stylish and functional women's outerwear and footwear shields has the widest selection of the best brands in the business so when you're ready to get out get in the game or get going get to shields shields we're right there with you at rushmore crossing in rapid city we live in beef country, and First Gold Gaming Resort has dedicated a night to it. Every Friday night, First Gold presents their all-you-can-eat USDA Choice Prime Rib Buffet, complete with several delicious sides, plus a soup, salad, and dessert bar for only $26.95. Now, we haven't forgotten about you seafood lovers, so we'll continue to offer Deadwood's Best All-You-Can-Eat Prime Rib and Crab Buffet every Saturday night. When one slice of prime or one serving of crab legs isn't enough, come to the All-You-Can-Eat Buffets at First Gold, your first stop on Main Street as your Coming into Deadwood. Chatting with Brian at Anytime Auto Sales. You know people are restless with all that's going on in the world, and they're ready to get out and travel. And we're here to help you take care of all your automotive needs before that big road trip. From oil changes, batteries, to charging your AC system, starting at just $149 for most vehicles. Just a one-stop shop. Absolutely. Plus, we carry over 30 brand-name tires and have deals as good as anywhere, and flat out the best brake deal around at just $329 per axle with new pads, rotors, and a lifetime warranty. Hey, I know you guys can handle just about anything. Plus, you're an ASC and AAA-approved repair facility to boot. Yes, sir. Our shop and mechanics have passed thorough testing in all of the disciplines of automotive repair to achieve these AAA and ASC certifications. Check out Anytime Auto Sales Service and Detail, folks, for a happy and affordable motoring life. The place to trust. Your complete AAA and ASC certified automotive repair specialist. See AnytimeAnytime.com. And, of course, at the corner of Highway 79 in East Minnesota. Anytime Auto Sales. 
Honey? Yeah. I feel weird. What do you mean? I think I feel happy, satisfied, uh-huh. like inner peace is inside of me, comfortable in my own skin. Oh, well, I know why. It must be all the yoga I'm doing. No, it's our new replacement windows from Renewal by Anderson. I don't think so. Every morning I get up, I do my yoga, and I chant, I am good, life is good, while in down dog. And honey, that is good, but our Renewal by Anderson Fibrex windows are keeping the house perfectly temperate, so you're comfortable. No, 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 it's the chanting, I am good, life no, no. is good. You should try it, and you would feel more inner peace, too. All right, I'll try it. All right, take all right. a deep breath mm-hmm. in through your nose, put your hands on the ground. Okay. All right, push your butt up in the air, start your chant. Okay, Renewal by Anderson, hassle-free, energy-efficient, low-maintenance windows with a professional perfect fit. That's your chant? It brings me inner peace. Okay, I'll try it. Okay. Renewal by Anderson, hassle-free, energy-efficient, low-maintenance windows with a professional perfect fit. Oh, my back. Bring your butt down. For a perfect fit, call Renewal by Anderson of South Dakota, 605-593-5991. Hi, this is Dan Patrick. Remember to catch me weekday mornings from 7 until 10 a.m. right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 a.m. Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, back to Rapid City Sports Talk Show, the Nate Brown Show. Nate? Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show, South Dakota Sports Talk Show, getting going on a Monday with Ben Verlander on Fox Sports Rapid City, Major League Baseball analyst for Fox Sports, his podcast, Flipping Bats. Interesting weekend in Major League Baseball. Let's get him. Ben Verlander's on Twitter, at Ben Verlander. Ben, thanks for hopping on. I appreciate it. How are you? I'm great, Nate. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm doing good, man. So let me ask you about this Angels-Mariners situation, all right? You're right out there in the hot spot. Um, Angels, Phil Nevin uh, talks about it after the game. It's a bench-clearing brawl. Uh, The whole scenario, I opened my show with it. Started a bullpen guy. Bullpen guy, Beans, uh, Winker, the Mariners player. He doesn't charge the mound. He approaches the dugout, melee. Phil Nevin said, it's just baseball. We play each other a lot. You know, it is what it is. What should happen here? Players are going to get suspended. What about Phil Nevin's role and that whole picture? Yeah, there's certainly going to be suspensions. And I think in terms of of Phil Nevin, it's going to come down to um, they're going to have to prove one way or another that he started the opener just to throw, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to prove that. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen with him. I'm sure there will be a suspension involved. Um, there, for him? There will for be, him? I, for, there will be suspensions involved for the players. I would okay. imagine Phil Nevin, I, I feel like he's going to get a game or two. I mean, it's, you know, you, you can't look at it and say, they, they started an opener. It all just all signs point to this was going to happen. It was premeditated, but you know, my thoughts here, and I don't have a ton of opinions one way or another, but two of which I do have. One, baseball has a funny way of policing itself. Um, there doesn't, you know, I, I don't think there really, you know, there are certain occasions, but, you know, in terms of stuff like this and guys hitting each other, I don't often feel there's a huge need for, um, for suspensions. I don't feel like there's a huge need for umpires to get involved. The game of baseball has always had a way of policing itself. Always. You do something wrong to one team, another team's going to retaliate, and that's going to be that. 
Uh, that's what we saw here. We saw um, a pitcher throwing Mike Trout's head, whether it was warranted, whether it was intentional or not. To be honest with you, it doesn't matter. It's Mike Trout. He's the best player on the planet. The, the situation didn't look good. You know they don't want to pitch to him. And then if you, if you can't pitch inside without throwing up around somebody's head, you don't deserve to be on the mound. You don't deserve to be pitching inside. Um, so there, there's no room for that uh, and being up around the head. The, uh, the other of which being, you know, the, the next day when they, they start the opener, and he throws that. He throws at the second batter of the game, misses, and then hits Jesse Winker. Um, that's the game policing itself. I get it, but there is no room for throwing up around heads. You can get the job done by hitting guys in the ribs. I've been hitting the ribs with 101 twice in my career. It's not fun. It hurts, but I'm not in danger of dying. I'm not in danger of a severe brain injury. You know, like there's no place for it being up around the head. Um, and I'm not condoning the violence by any means, but uh, just a crazy situation out there. Is it a uh, dangerous precedent to say managers could be held accountable for beanballs? Yes, um, it is. And, and to some, this is why I'm not sold that Phil Nevin is going to get suspended, unless there. I, I didn't. You know, I didn't do a deep dive into the videos, and I've obviously seen them all, but I didn't do a deep dive into watching every person and seeing where they are. So I don't exactly know Phil Nevin's role during the fight. So they're just going to have a hard time proving that that was his that was his goal. He was sending an opener out there to hit Julio Rodriguez, and he missed, and then he was supposed to hit Jesse Winker. It's tough to prove that, so it does set a tough precedent if you suspend him for that. Now, what I could see happening is them suspending him for a game or two, citing he he added to the escalation. He was in the middle of the ruckus and got in players' faces, and that's why he's suspended. But, uh, yeah, it, all, it opens up a whole new can of worms if you suspend him under the suspicion that this was all done on purpose. Interesting. Good stuff. I started the show. I said, I, I think he might get popped on this. I don't know how long, but I think he might. But uh, we shall see. Ben Verlander in Major League Baseball Analyst for Fox Sports. Let's go to this story really quick. Just give me your perspective. I'm, I have my own thoughts on it. Minnesota Twins lose their pitching coach today to LSU. The, the same position over there. He's not going to be the head coach of the Tigers. He's going to go be the pitching coach. And the report is he's getting paid 350000 by the Twins. He's going to make seven hundred and fifty k with LSU. I haven't seen a pitching coach go to college for the same position. Twins lose to the LSU Tigers. What's your reaction to it? You know, it's just an interesting situation, and I heard him speak out on it today saying, you know, citing his family, and, you know, to me that one doesn't make a ton of sense. You know, the grind of Major League Baseball is is so different uh, than the grind of college for a player. However, coaching-wise, you're out on the recruiting tour, you have the regular season, and then in the offseason you're out on the road recruiting and doing this and doing that. So, I don't know. It's just a it's just a weird situation. Uh, I didn't I didn't know the money involved in it yet. That is um, that's the report from the athletic. Yeah, yeah, that's a significant pay increase. Uh, you know, like I'm never going to fault somebody for going to get the money while they can make it. And and I know it's not my job to talk about golf, and you've never asked. But it's like with guys leaving for the for the other tour. It's like okay, I, you know. 
I, I get it. I hear you. Uh, you're going to make life-changing money while you can, and, and that's what this pitching coach is doing. He's going to make life-changing money while he's still good at his job. And who are we to fault him and say, well, you're taking a lesser job to do it? It's like, okay, well, this is his decision, his family, and his money. So um, certainly a surprise. I don't think we've ever seen it before, but uh, I don't fault him for doing it. What does it tell us? It tells me our coach is not as valued. 350k for the pitching coach? I don't know the salary scale in, in the majors, Ben, but it feels like just some of these coaches may just not be as valued as they once were. I think well, I think analytics are starting to change things a lot. Um, so yeah. I think you're you're looking more at analytic analytical coaches. You know, guys that know how to look at the data and transfer it to uh, essentially dumb it down for players. You know, like I always think about uh, back in high school with my my chemistry teacher. Um, knew everything in the world, but she wasn't able to dumb it down to the level that a 16-year-old needed to. And, and I feel like that's the same when it comes to this. You have all this analytical data, but not a lot of people know how to read it exactly. And, and can you have the right person uh, use that and, and get it to the players and help them propel in their career? Um, so I, I do feel like pitching coaches are still very important. Uh, but look, you know, Brent Strom from the Astros previously is now with the Diamondbacks was widely considered one of the best pitching coaches in baseball. And, um, the Astros rotation was credited a lot to him. Well, okay. Now, now let's look at it. He's gone. Now, now look at what the Astros rotation is doing. It's, it's unbelievable what they're doing. And yes, I know he still has their fingerprint on them, but somebody new is there. So, I, I don't know. I, obviously, pitching coaches are still very important, but I feel like as the game goes more and more analytical, it's about looking at the data and saying, this is what you're doing. Here's how we can fix it, and here's how you can get these numbers better. And it's a little bit different, and maybe that's why we're seeing at the college level where they don't have the access to quite the analytics that the major leaguers do, staying a little bit different in a pay increase there. Yeah, I'm wondering. I, I was curious. Twins lose their pitching coach to LSU uh, today. Ben Verlander on Flippin' Bats podcast. Download it where you get your podcast, foxsports.com, Major League Baseball analyst, last one. Um, All-Star break around the corner. Um, fans get to vote for All-Stars on the whole thing. Do you like one player from every team being represented or – should we just go by votes and, and the best players? Do you want every team there? That's an interesting question. My gut says, because there, there's not often years where nobody from a team deserves to go, um, but there have been years where that's happened. Um, my gut just says the best players should go. Uh, the one time I would disagree with that is if your team is hosting the All-Star game, you should absolutely have to 100% have representatives there. Um, but other than that, I say just the best player should go. Whoever gets voted in should go. Whoever the manager wants to bring on the pitching side and, and on the reserve side should go. And let's say the, you know, the worst team in the league one year is hosting the All-Star game. They should certainly have a player there. But I don't think we need, um, you know, I remember a few years ago, I forget who it was, but uh, and there was a representative from a team that was hitting like 240 on the year, and it's just like, okay, that, we, we don't need that. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, it sounds like. I don't, I don't know if you agree or not, but it sure sounded like it's 
best player should go. End of the day. Well, if you changed it right now, I'm afraid nobody on my Chicago Cubs would go. I'm just worried, okay? I'm worried um, <laughs> for, for this season. Ben Verlander on tonight. Fox Sports Major League Baseball analyst. Follow him on Twitter, at Ben Verlander. Ben, always good, man. Thanks a lot. Of course, Nate. Thanks for having me. Appreciate the time. Ben Verlander breaking down an interesting week uh, weekend in Major League Baseball right now. Angels, Mariners, dust up the whole deal. Find his podcast, Flippin' Bats. Download it, Flippin' Bats, uh, here on the Nate Brown Show. We're back with John Bryce, college football writer, footballscoop.com. I got to talk to John about this. So it was reported uh, last night that there was the biggest Name, image, and likeness sponsorship deal ever done last night. The biggest one ever in college football. Nine and a half million dollars for a player. And now everyone today is denying that that has happened. The the lawyer, the, <laughs> the boosters. Where is this guy going to go play college football? And is it the biggest name, image, and likeness deal we've ever seen? Let's break it down with John Bryce next. You're listening to The Nate Brown Show. Follow us and watch the show live on Twitter at Nate Brown Show. Rapid City in the Black Hills, if you're shopping for a new vehicle before you buy, stop by Gateway, one of our two locations, 123 Omaha or 410 North Campbell. We specialize in credit rebuilder programs. We specialize in finding you the rarest cars in the market. We specialize in the funnest car buying experience. If you have good credit, bad credit, no problem. We specialize in people. Gateway Autoplex with one of the largest inventories in the Black Hills. I'm Scott Anna. And I'm Adam Ray. And nobody, I mean nobody, beats a Gateway deal. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Clear skies and quiet tonight with lows around 58. Northwest winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. Clear skies tomorrow, high of 89. Partly cloudy tomorrow night, lows around 66. Highs of aloft around 98 Wednesday with a chance for scattered thunderstorms. 82, mainly sunny skies and calm Thursday. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 81. Are you ready for rodeo action? Get to the Heart Ranch Camping Resort as Wild West Wednesdays returns this summer. The Wild West Wednesday Rough Stock and Barrel Series begins June 29th with rodeos every Wednesday through August 17th. Weekly performances start at 7. Gates open at 5 with pre-rodeo entertainment and food trucks. June 29th is 70s night. Tickets are at the gate or www.hrresort.org. Thank you to Camping World, Dakota Discount RV, Midwest Campers, Jack's Campers, and Weathertight Exterior. In the past, if you needed auto body repair, you had to get multiple estimates and then try to get your car into a shop for repair. Well, not anymore. In most cases, you can stop by one shop, get your estimate, and schedule your car for a repair. The question now becomes which shop you choose. If you like quality, choose J&J Truck and Auto Body. They have ASE, PPG, and Gold iCar certifications that allow them to offer you a nationwide warranty. And they'll work with your insurance company so you're pleased with the outcome. J&J Truck and Auto Body, 1513 East Philadelphia. For nearly 100 years, Connex has been providing the know-how and materials to help their neighbors grow. Through partnerships with builders, homeowners, and contractors, Connect Home Centers have impacted our communities, making them stronger and safer through support of local organizations and neighborhood beautification projects. Improving the quality of life for others is important to us. We are Connect Home Center, your hometown lumberyard lending a helping hand in building our communities since 1928. 
Hi, it's Colin Cowart. Great to be in the Black Hills. Getting the herd weekdays, 10 to 1, 1067 FM and 11.50 AM. Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show, South Dakota Sports Talk Show. You've made it to 5 o'clock on a Monday, and we're here for you. Isn't that nice? Hope you had a great weekend. Your sports, your show. We're back and ready to go. It's always a great day in the Black Hills. We know that. A little toasty today. It feels like summer. I like it. Let's go. Nice, cool weekend. Maybe did some hiking, right? Now we warm it up a little bit here on a Monday. Coming up. Doug Ottawill live from Denver, Colorado Avalanche, Stanley Cup champs. How about that last night? The Avs, what a season. We'll talk to Doug Ottawill, covered it from Mile High Sports, Avs, Stanley Cup champs. They even dented uh, Lord Stanley's Cup on the ice there last night. Careful, guys, easy. They didn't even have to drink or anything yet, and they, uh, they dented that thing last night. Talk to Doug Ottawill live from Denver. John Bryce on right now, college football writer, footballscoop.com. John, always great to have you. How are you? I'm great, Nate. Uh, second straight summer that we have absolutely no shortage of material to discuss, and here we are again today. <laughs> that is correct. That is correct. I, I want to get into this because it seems so interesting to me. I saw the headlines pop, these headlines. Biggest name, image, and likeness deal uh, yet for a college athlete. Biggest deal. And so I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it. I'm like, wow, this is interesting. And then um, I, I go to it today as I get ready for the show. And then it was like, everyone's quiet. Everyone's, well, um, you know, this isn't true. That That isn't true. We're, we're not saying anything. Um, the reports and, and everything say it's the biggest deal for this quarterback going to Miami. And then nobody's saying anything today. Give me your read on that. Well, my read, quite frankly, Nate, is that the attorney at the center of all this, Michael Caspino, has um, once again run off at the mouth inappropriately, and now he has, um, a, who is allegedly his client, Jaden Rashada, in the middle of a, uh, a bit of a sandstorm or, or whatever you want to call it. Um, I thought it was very, very interesting and um, very telling that the official Florida Gator NIL collective, the Gator Collective, so vehemently denied having ever had any contact or negotiations with Caspino. And it's important to remember that Caspino is the guy who's also at the center of the very first mega deal that we heard about, the Nico Imealeva deal for the five-star California quarterback who's committed to the University of Tennessee. And um, okay. I've reported this. I've said, I've said this before. It's my understanding that IMA Aleva has already received significant financial compensation from the Spire Sports Group that's headquartered there in Knoxville. Um, frankly, after being in, in NCAA meetings, after being in, um, exposed to some national-level meetings in, in Texas last month and, and sitting in on this, the, the Nico Iamealeva deal and, and the way it was brokered is something is one of the singular events that got the NCAA wanting to try and rein this back in, not to do anything to the student athletes. I can't stress that enough. The NCAA has made it clear, hey, we're not looking to take anybody's eligibility away 
but we do want to rein in rogue boosters. And I think that um, when you hear talk about a lawyer going on the record and saying, oh, my guy left millions on the table, but he's still getting $9.5 million. Um, did you know who Jaden Rashada was before this weekend, Nate? No, I mean, that's, no, right. Right, right, right. That's my point. So what kind of ROI is there for a company that's allegedly spending to associate itself um, with, a, with a young student athlete like this? So it, it's a mess. I think that the quietness is because, that, uh, frankly, that Michael Caspino ran off at the mouth when he probably should not have. So the deal is um, four-star quarterback Jaden Rashada committing to Miami yesterday, going to go to the Hurricanes, and then, as, as you say, John, this attorney, Michael Caspino, NIL lawyer, uh, forward counsel, saying he left millions on the table. He could have gotten more, but he's going to go to Miami. He's going to get $9.5 million. The The thing I guess people are worried about is – you're not supposed to use money to get players, right? And that's why everybody's, hey, you can't do this technically. Correct. No, that's a, that's 100% it. And that's what the, that's what the NCAA uh, has talked about. That's what I wrote about today. That's what I wrote about last month. That's what we have talked about at Football Scoop. It is strictly about the NCAA does not want the, in, the inducement element entering the equation, and um, I'll share something with you right now that I haven't even had a chance to write yet for Football Scoop. I sat down one-on-one today with Marcus Freeman, and this story is coming, but I'll, I'll reveal this quote right now. He told me on the record, John, we will never, ever make any sort of monetary guarantee to a high school player. We are Notre Dame. We have a global brand. If you come here and perform, you will make all kinds of money. But that's not fair to my current team. I promise you I will never make a deal mm. for a player that is guaranteed money. So that tells you, and I, and I tell you that, and, and Marcus told me that today on the record when I was in his office, but I tell you that because I, I can't tell you how many other coaches I've heard that from, how many other coaches are sick of it. Um, I had another ACC offensive coordinator text me today and said, quote, the game is getting ruined. And I had another coach text me and say, they're ruining ball. And I think that's where it is right now. I think a lot of people feel like the game of college football is being ruined. I don't think I, – I literally have not talked to a single person, uh, especially in that industry, in college athletics and college football, who says the players do not deserve to be compensated once they get to college and if they have a brand worthy of being associated with but I have so many coaches that are literally telling me if they can't get to the NFL, they'll go to high school coaching again rather than have to deal with the current format. It's a really interesting story. Um, people go quiet on it now. So a four-star QB, Jaden Rashada, going to go to Miami. We're talking to John Bryce, footballscoop.com. The allegations were yesterday that he's getting all this money, and then it kind of quiets down today. Um, the deal is this, John. I, I ask this. How is the NCAA going to – get involved here because everybody's like, oh, you can't say that. You can't do that. The NCAA wants to come down on them. How do they? Well, here's the thing. It's not just the, that the NCAA wants to come down on them, Nate. It's that people want the NCAA to come down on them. I think that is one of the absolutely critical elements that, that I probably can't stress enough in any particular uh, setting that, that we discussed the topic, and that is, People want the NCAA to come down on them. That was the overarching theme when I was at the Director of Football Operations National Conference last month in Texas. 
And so the way they come down on them is what we've seen before in other extreme cases, and that is booster disassociation. And we've seen booster disassociation from all kinds of programs, from SMU back in the 80s to um, the University of Tennessee at one point in time had some boosters that had to disassociate itself from the University of Alabama mm. during the Albert Mean during the Albert Mean situation had boosters that it had to disassociate itself from. And so that's what that's what I'm being told. That's what I've set in on meetings and heard is that Again, they don't want in any way, shape, or form for people to think that they're trying to come after the student-athletes. They obviously don't love what's happening, but it's because in some cases it's a complete inducement situation. It's a complete de facto pay-for-play, but they just want cooperation to know who's behind the pay-for-play. You're, you're going to hold a 55-year-old booster far more culpable than you are a 16- or 17-year-old kid who's being offered money, the likes of which probably he and his family have never, ever seen before. How much do you uh, believe that uh, money like this, the alleged amount and, and money like this, I mean, that Miami gets one of their highest-rated uh, quarterbacks they've ever seen in a long time. Um, you know, the Hurricanes have been kind of off the map. Now they get a guy like this. Some people say, well, this is how this is going to help some of these programs uh, get back up to speed. No, I don't. I don't think there's any doubt. The money is real. The um, the marketplace is real right now. I think it is um, accelerated at warp speed into a land that is completely unsustainable and unrealistic. And again, I'll, you know, Deion Sanders makes so many bombastic statements, but I'll keep going back to what he said, and that is. No high school athlete should be worth a seven-figure deal from any corporation out there. Who has that kind of name recognition? Where do they make the money back? How do they justify it? If you could justify it for one person, I would argue Arch Manning. And we may never know what Arch Manning's deals are. I would be stunned if Arch Manning doesn't make $10 million during his career at Texas. I'm serious. I think it will be $10 million during his career at Texas because he has the cachet. He already has the very established bona fide brand. But beyond that, you can't sustain that sort of investment. And, again, I go back to what Marcus Freeman said, and he point blank talked about how um, you can't do that to the locker room. There are other ACC coaches that uh, have point blank begged their players to try and pool their money, any NIL monies, into a general fund so that it is evenly divided among all players because – Again, let's be honest. If you've got Jaden Rashad at Miami and his lawyer is out there bragging that he's making $9.5 million, and you've got the guy that is his left tackle protecting his blind side trying to get a $5,000 deal, right? No matter, how much you, no matter how much you love a guy, you're already starting at that age to think about taking care of your family or your future family. You're a little bit ticked off. So I think, that, um, I think it's a slippery slope. I think they're trying to get control of it. I think that um, Michael Castino has uh, done a lot of damage, frankly, to his clients um, with with his very public and brash comments. Quite the story. Uh, breakdown of it's at footballscoop.com with John Bryce on it, uh, National College football writer. Is it the biggest NIL deal we've ever seen as of yet? Well, if the reports are true, it would be $9.5 million for a quarterback recruit uh, to go to the Miami Hurricanes is the report. John D. Bryce, one on Twitter. John, always good, man. Thanks a lot.
Yeah, absolutely. And, Nate, hey, happy Fourth of July to you and all your listeners. You're in a great part of the country. I hope you all have a great week. All right. You do the same. Appreciate that. Happy Fourth to you. Um, John Bryce on footballscoop.com, national college football writer on tonight. So if you missed that, um, Michael Caspino is an NIL lawyer. Name, image, and likeness does deals. You know, kind of an agent. Okay? And um, he announced yesterday... My client, Jaden Rashada, high school kid out of California, quarterback, is going to go to the Miami Hurricanes. And uh, the report is going to get name, image, and likeness uh, $9.5 million to go to the play for the Miami Hurricanes. That would be the biggest name, image, and likeness uh, deal we've ever seen yet. And so then today, less than 24 hours, I'm coming in. I'm working the deal here this morning. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a big story. It's going to be a big one. Jaden Rashad is the kid's name, four-star quarterback. Going to go to the Hurricanes trying to revive that program. This is going to be a big story. I'm getting into it today. Everyone's like, no, 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 no. That, that wasn't said. I didn't donate this much. I wasn't involved in that. Oh, no. And now it's just quiet as can be. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, that was the quote. He left millions on the table, is what the uh, the council said. He left millions on the table. Could have got even more than nine and a half million. What what is going on here? Nine and a half million? That's the report for a high school quarterback to go to the play for the Miami Hurricanes. And people are wondering where do these boosters come from? You want to talk about the business of sports? I know it's a big big business. That kind, of, that kind of stuff's making my head spin. This isn't like the number one quarterback. This is a four-star guy ranked number 45. I mean, that's <laughs> it's good. It's good, but ranked number 45 in the country, $9.5 million was the report, the biggest NIL deal ever to go from uh, playing high school to the Miami Hurricanes. Now everybody today's like, uh, what do you mean? What What are you talking about? I didn't. Oh no, no, we're not involved there because there's a specific booster that was uh, said to be involved, and that booster today said that is inaccurate. He uh, went on Twitter this afternoon and said that is inaccurate as it relates to Jaden Rashada, meaning that that amount of money. I've never spoken to that lawyer. He said, "Oh boy, whoops." The world we live in. In the drive at five here on the Nate Brown Show, I've got a question of the day. This is something that uh, is really, really interesting to me. So when you have a athlete, okay, playing in your family or, or whatever it may be, how much should parents be involved in talking with the coach about what about this, what about that? How much should parents be involved in Meeting with the coach. Coach meetings. Should a coach always take the meeting if parents request one? That's a topic and a question of the day I'm going to ask and answer next. Did you miss an interview or great segment on the Nate Brown Show? Just find the Nate Brown Show podcast and listen wherever you download your podcasts. We're all going somewhere. Going higher. Faster, farther, going in new directions to new places. At Monument Health, we keep going so you can keep going. We're dedicated to advanced orthopedic care with the latest innovations, technology, expertise, and treatment. So keep exploring, 
Keep making memories. Keep going with Monument Health as your partner. Learn more at monument.health/orthopedics. At Black Hills Federal Credit Union, we are committed to improving the lives of our members and bettering our communities. As your community credit union, we're here to get to know you and your unique needs. From extended service hours to the newest technology, we have you covered. Stop by any location to get started or text or call 605-718-1818. BHFCU is member-owned, not-for-profit, and federally insured by the NCUA. KIMM Rapid City and K294BD Rapid City. The Black Hills Sports Station. 106.7 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports Rapid City. Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer from Denny Menholt Toyota. Use your phone. It's fast and easy. Pull up our website, click on Value Trade-In, scan your VIN, and tell us about your car. You are on your way to a no-hassle, no-commitment cash offer on your vehicle in under five minutes. Bring your vehicle and your Kelly Blue Book instant cash offer to Denny Menholt Toyota and get cash or trade-in credit today. See you soon at Denny Menholt Toyota, Rapid City. Sandwiches are the original fast food. And what could be easier than loading up a few slices of Country Hearth multigrain bread with your favorite deli meats and cheeses, then piling on freshly picked veggies from your garden? Or maybe a good old-fashioned peanut butter and homemade strawberry jam sandwich made on kids' choice. This summer, when you're on your way to the Laker Park, skip the drive through Pack a cooler full of your favorite sandwiches instead. Country Hearth Breads, locally baked and delivered fresh daily. Collins Siding has been the region's premier window siding door and gutter installation specialist since 1974. They use only the highest quality materials and never compromise on their workmanship. Collins Siding is licensed, bonded, and their estimates always include labor, materials, and applicable permits and taxes. Collins Siding has been providing top quality service and exceeding high standards for over 45 years. And you can find out how by visiting them at 2016 Cherry Avenue. Collins Siding, 2016 Cherry Avenue, Rapid City. Hey, Black Hills, Boss Pizza and Chicken is now bringing you the best new sports bar in Rapid City. Grab your crew and check out the new Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar on North Lacrosse Street. Same great pizza, chicken, and food you love from Boss, and now a full-service bar with beer, wine, and liquor. Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar is a newly remodeled sports bar with TVs all around and a sports ticker dedicated to local and regional sports. This is the place for sports fans in the Black Hills. The new Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar in North Lacrosse and Rapid City. They're open early and open really late. Also with delivery at Boss Pizza chicken.com hey rapid city it's doug Gottlieb. join me weekdays from one to four right here on 1067 fm and 1150 a.m fox sports rapid city and now let's get you back to the nate brown show rapid city's sports talk show Welcome back in the drive at five on a Monday. The Nate Brown show is live Fox sports rapid city. It's always a great day in the black Hills. Thanks for being here. Doug Ottawa coming up mile high sports live from Denver. They're celebrating the abs Stanley cup title. How about that? Stanley cup championship for the Colorado avalanche. That was fun to watch. Watched a lot of the series. Watched a lot of the series. Abs looked like they were in great shape. Tampa, Tampa got them. Went back yesterday. It was dicey. Um, Avalanche come out on top. They've been the, the really, really good team 
um, for a long time now. And they clinch on the road. Their record on the road, unbelievable. Colorado Avalanche. We'll, we'll talk Avs, Stanley Cup uh, champions, milehighsports.com. Coming up, Doug Ottawa live from Denver. I want to get into uh, uh, this story. Paul Hendry is the longtime Rapid City Stevens track coach. Okay, And uh, it's kind of been overlooked. Um, it happened last week, and I said, hey, uh, Coach, when you get back, we'll get you on right away. I want to make sure people understand we have some great coaches, right? We have some great coaches. Paul Hendry's done a great job coaching Stevens track. They've had a lot of success. He was just named the National Track and Field Coach of the Year. The National Track and Field Coach of the Year was at the National High School Coaches Convention um, this past week. And Stevens head track coach Paul Hendry's on the way. We'll talk about his career um, and uh, his program over the years. Paul Hendry, congrats to him. We'll get him on straight ahead. Uh, speaking of coaches, I have a question of the day. I always like getting into some of this, some of these circumstances that everybody deals with in real life. Um, and I wanted to throw this out there because I recently had a coach say, I recently had a coach say, as kids get older, okay, we're talking like middle school to high school, okay, so so don't get it messed around. We're talking like third, fourth graders here. We're not. This coach said, as kids get older in sports, middle school, high school, this coach told me, they need to fight their battles with the coach, right, for lack of a better word or a better phrase. They need to talk with the coach if they're upset about – this, don't understand this, why is Jimmy playing, I'm not playing, uh, that whole thing. This coach told me as, as you get into that age, that age category, middle school to high school, this should be the, the athletes talking with the coaches and setting up the meetings with the coaches. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you on this uh, show that I think most of you or most folks would say, what? Who should set up the meetings with the coaches? And, and maybe, maybe, maybe most of you say, maybe you don't say this, but it does happen because I talk to coaches over and over and over, and there's parents that want to set up meetings all the time. And maybe even with the coach and then the ADs, and then we might even go a little further if we have to, right? But usually, well, we're, we're going to meet with the administration then, and maybe we'll meet with the administration and the coaches and, and make it a whole whole big deal. So, so it's interesting. I wanted to throw this out there. Many parents, right, we do all sorts of things for our kids, and we help them with this, and we help them with that. I had this question that's uh, been on my mind as I uh, thought about this as I talked to this coach. This coach said, hey, this day and age right now, this would be very helpful. If your athletes in middle school to high school, they should be talking to the coach. They should be asking, what can I do to get better? What can I do for this playing time? Whatever it may be, whatever their vision goals are and their spot on the team or whatever it may be, that should be how that's addressed. No more meetings with the parents, essentially, okay? So I'm going to ask that question of the day here on a Monday. Tough one, by the way, I think. I think it's a tough question. For middle school and up, if parents request meeting with the coach, okay? Parents request meeting with the coach. Should coaches always honor that request? That's, that's, the, uh, that's the sticky point. That's the sticky one is... Is it on the athlete? You meet with the coach. You talk with the coach. Or parents, I think, would say what? I think some parents would tell me right now, 
you need an adult talking to an adult. Some of the kids can't quite handle where they're at. They're intimidated. Whatever it may be, right, their whole scenario, if they're on this team and they're playing sports and they don't want to i got to talk to the coach, and i I got to express displeasure, and i got to express this, and, man, I'm already nervous, and I'm already intimidated, and I'm already this and that. So parents would say that's where parents as adults can step in. Okay, what about this? What about that? And have a conversation. That's what parents, I think, would say. So I'll ask you that. Um, Should coaches honor the request from parents for meetings? Okay. These are sports parents, middle school and up. Hey, coach, uh, we got to have a meeting. We got to talk about a few things. Do you believe every coach should honor that request? Boy, I'd be really interested to hear. I think many coaches handle that differently. I don't know every coach and and their system here, but it feels like to me, I would, I could, I know some coaches that would tell me right now, hey, Nate. I can handle meeting the parents. I'm very confident in my decision-making. Uh, any parents have any questions, they can always let me know. Always let me know. I, I could hear some coaches saying that. I could hear others saying, you know, I, I'm not going to meet with the parents anymore. It's just a slippery slope, and, and it's just, you know, something that never ends, and, and this, and this, and this. And so if the athlete needs something taken care of, I'll, I'll meet with the athlete. Let's look at the poll results. Let me know your answer, by the way, 720 if parents request a meeting with the coach, should coaches honor that request every time? From middle school and up athletes, middle school to high school is what I'm focused on, right? If parents, because a lot of times parents are really heavily involved now. A lot of parents are heavily involved now in the sports category. Well, I just want to ask you about this or, or talk to you about that in, in this approach. If parents request a meeting with the coach, should coaches honor that request? What's your answer? of the audience on the Nate Brown Show say, yes, you can meet with the parents. 42% say, no, just go athlete and coach. Just go athlete and coach. Pretty close vote. Pretty close vote, by the way. Um, 720-1067 coming on the Barons-Wilson text line. I don't think parents should meet with the coaches. Um, Listener text, 720-1067. Not at all. Not at all, meaning uh, parents shouldn't be, or, or coaches shouldn't have to uh, take that request and uh, meet with the parents. Listener text coming in. Why not meet with the AD and other coaches too? Make it a party. Okay. <laughs> that ah, sounds sarcastic. Sounds sarcastic. Um, interesting breakdown. Interesting breakdown. Fairly close vote. And as I said, you know what I, you know what I say on this. Um, I've talked to coaches that would would go down this road, no problem. Okay, hey, parents have a question, want to meet, want to discuss a few things. All good. Need to know the parents. Need to know the athlete. We, you know, trying to be on the same page here and have that communication. I know coaches that say communication is key. Then I know some that, no, I'm I'm not going to go down that road. Is it a bad idea to have the athlete and coach meet? I don't think it's a bad idea. I think it's uh, something that can build some character, some confidence, right, in the athlete, I hope. The ability to go down that road and communicate with your coach and, and that whole thing and know that you can not have to have your parents come in. But I don't think it's a one-size-fits-all. I don't think it is. I don't think it is. If the coach, though, says, hey, we're not going to meet with parents, I think you got to honor that. 
right? Either otherwise, you can be like, oh, I'm going to create a firestorm and get everybody upset about everything. That That's not going to uh, work. That, that's all not helpful, right? Everybody creates this problem. They get this group of parents on their side, and they, oh, we don't like the coach, and you try and create a, a, a problem, and then you go down that road. That always ends uh, poorly. If coach doesn't want to meet with parents, I think that's okay. But I also see where many coaches say, I can get that handled. I can get that handled. Okay? Um, I, I think it's important communication. If you can't meet with the parents of players on your own team, I don't think that's great either. I really don't. Um, listener text coming in, maybe from a coach here. Let's see. Um, one-on-ones all the time. Oh, oh, okay, uh, with the uh, athlete and the coach. You should have one-on-ones all the time. Um, let's see. Oh, meeting with coach, athlete, and parent. Me, okay, okay, I, I got you. I got you on that. All right. And I'm, 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 uh, I think those usually go pretty well, I think, right? Unless, you know, we just can't see eye to eye and, and the whole thing. Listener text, I think the meeting should include the parents and the kids with the coach. See both sides of the story from everyone. Yeah, and I got you on that. I, I really do. I think, um, as I said, communication, that's key. But I also know sometimes things go too far. Is there, Meet with this parent, meet with that parent, and another meeting, and another meeting, and what about this, and what about that? Sometimes, you know, what coach says has to go, right? What coach says has to go, and we can't have meetings about everything and everyone. Um, parents or athletes can meet with the coach, but not to discuss playing time. Oh, <laughs> see, there you go. That's what I mean. We go down that uh, slippery slope. Interesting. 58% of the audience says, yes, coaches should honor the request to meet with parents. Back with Doug Ottawell next on the Nate Brown Show, Mile High Sports. He covered the Stanley Cup championship. The Avs are Stanley Cup champions. We'll talk about their organization. And by the way, do we know the story of this owner of the Colorado Avalanche? It might be the most interesting story in sports this year. We'll discuss next. This is South Dakota's Sports Talk Show, The Nate Brown Show, on FoxSportsRapidCity.com and live on 1067 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. Warren Chemical and Equipment Company has a five-step lawn care program to make your lawn the best it can be. Let Warren take care of your lawn weeds, plus five applications of fertilizer and micronutrients for a green, healthy lawn. We also offer lawn aeration to help your lawn breathe. Warren's five-step lawn pro service is the original lawn service company in Rapid City. Single applications of weed and feed or just lawn weeds are also available. Call Warren Chemical and Equipment Company for an estimate on our five-step lawn care program for your lawn. Phone 342 Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Clear skies and quiet tonight with lows around 58. Northwest winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. Clear skies tomorrow high of 89. Partly cloudy tomorrow night lows around 66. Highs level off around 98 Wednesday with a chance for scattered thunderstorms. 82 mainly sunny skies and calm Thursday. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 82. Whether you're buying an existing business or starting one from the ground up, 
Pioneer Bank and Trust understands time is money. You can get approval fast using our easy online application process. At Pioneer Bank and Trust, convenience still comes with service. Connect with your local expert for questions or advice so you can get back to focusing on what really matters, your business, and your customers. Visit mylocalloan.com. Pioneer Bank and Trust. Local. Pioneer Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. All right, it's summer in the Black Hills, and if you're looking for the best place to have a cold one, the best selection by far is at Port 54 downtown. 54 taps of beer from local and regional breweries, a great sports area upstairs, and they're bringing in live music with their summer concert series. Port 54 has something for everybody, and the food is outstanding. Enjoy summer in the Black Hills and take your crew to Port 54 downtown Main Street. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in the Drive at Five, brought to you by Summit Automotive Group, SummitAutoGRP.com. Start there for your next pre-owned vehicle search. Great selection right now at Summit, SummitAutoGRP.com. And the experience, like no other uh, car buying, truly built around you, the Summit difference, SummitAutoGRP.com. I encourage you to check it out for yourself. Take a look. Cars, SUVs, trucks, all up there at SummitAutoGRP.com. Well, uh, my question of the day is interesting. A lot of uh, feedback on this. When it comes to middle school and high school athletes, okay? Middle school, high school. If parents request a meeting with the coach, should the coach honor that request every time? Now, I'm not talking about matching up your schedules like, oh, sorry, Larry, I can't make it Tuesday. But I'm talking parents request a meeting with the coach. Does the coach have to take that meeting? What do you say to that? 59% 59% of you say yes. 41% of you say no. You can just do it with the athlete and the coach. Mm. Uh, listener text. Coach, athlete, and parents, it benefits all. It benefits all. Good stuff. Let's get to Doug Ottawa. MileHighSports.com. Denver. Avs. Stanley Cup champions. Doug, I appreciate your time. What's it like uh, today in Denver? Man, this city's on a high. I mean, it's been a while. You know, the Broncos winning in 2015 is obviously uh, comparable as far. I mean, it, you know, it's the same kind of thing. But it's been a long time before anyone here has been good. I mean, the Nuggets had that great run in uh, the bubble, but outside of that, there just hasn't been a real what I would call highlight season in Denver for anybody. And the fact and the way that they did it this year, um, man, it was it was fun. And I, I do think, you know, COVID and the pandemic has something to do with it because in a lot of ways this is kind of the first year that things have been back to normal. And to go all the way when everybody's sort of been cooped up and, you know, can't wait for something like this and then to go out and deliver, it was pretty special. And, you know, between people, uh, you know, hanging out in the streets all night last night and 
everybody you see today has their abs jersey on and you know it's it's pretty fun when denver <laughs> uh when denver wins it's it's a great sports town yeah i know that i know that um by the way colorado avalanche captured the stanley cup six games okay to me i was like it looked like they were going to run away with it here a couple of games ago then Tampa got one there in Colorado, and then I was like, uh-oh. And then I'm watching yesterday. I'm like, it, it's tight. It's a, It felt like it was getting – it was really close to getting dicey. Yeah, well, nobody – I mean, as much as everybody says, oh, it would be cool if you win in front of the home crowd, nobody wanted to see game seven. I mean, the, especially the way they would have had to get there because – they were, you know, had Tampa Bay won, they would have had all the momentum. Right. I right. mean, yes, Colorado would be coming home, but you talk about being on your heels. And you think back to what Tampa Bay did to New York by beating them four straight times, and all of a sudden you're thinking, whew, all they got to do is beat you three times. I mean, it was, it, it was nerve-wracking. There's no doubt. I mean, I don't, there wasn't anybody, you know, in game four – or heading into game four, I think, you know, I saw the old radio talk show bit of, well, would you rather have them come back home so you can celebrate in front of the home crowd, or should we just go ahead and win now? And all of a sudden, you're like, just win, just win. Do not let it come back here. So it's uh, it, it, was a, it was not only exciting, but I think there was a gigantic sigh of relief uh, when that second goal was scored. Okay, so really interesting year for Stan Kroenke. I think this gets overlooked, billionaire sports team owner. Kroenke owns Avalanche, Nuggets, Rams, and then this lacrosse team. People don't know about the Colorado Mammoth, <laughs> this lacrosse team. Mm-hmm. Stan Kroenke's won Rams Super Bowl. The, the Mammoth won the lacrosse national championship, okay? And then now the Avalanche. What should we think about billionaire owner Stan Kroenke? Well, and I would I would throw in the Colorado Rapids, the MLS team. They were they had the best record in the MLS last season. Okay, and they're okay. they're very good this season. So it's a very weird dynamic because, and we've talked about this uh, from time to time on your show. But and if you don't live in the market, you probably don't understand the dynamic because this city and really this region is pretty ticked off at the Kroenke family because they have this ongoing dispute with Comcast and no one can watch the games. So you have these great teams. I mean, the Nuggets going to the the Western Conference Finals two years ago, the Avalanche having the odds-on favorite to win the Cup for the last three straight years and winning it this year, and you can't watch a regular season game. You can if you have direct TV. Uh, but if you have Comcast, which is, I, I don't, I, the number's probably off, but I'm going to say it's something like 80% of the market has Comcast here in Denver. You cannot watch a regular season game unless it's a nationally televised, mm. you know, TNT or ESPN or something. So people have been genuinely pretty ticked at Stan Kroenke. And, it, you know, it's, it's one of those weird things because you watch him last night and, and, he just handed you one of the best trophies you can ever get your hands on if you're if you're a fan in Denver, um, and he just—I don't know—he doesn't come across as excited. And, but but it's kind of one of those weird dynamics. Like he's accused of being cheap, he's accused of not caring, 
all these things, but yet here you are, you're talking about two teams that play in ball arena that have a legitimate, you know, a legitimate shot at winning a title. At least they have for the last two to three seasons and will have again next season. Um, you've got, you know, the soccer teams, you've got the Rams who obviously were excellent and he went all in on the Rams. I don't think that there's any doubt about that. So, it's a it's a strange thing. He's he's not beloved, but at the same time, I think you got to tip your cap just a little bit because he's bringing you winners. Um, be nice if you could watch him on TV, but it's it's a it's a strange dynamic. But you're right. I mean, the the if you judge athletes and teams by wins and losses. I mean, Stan Kroenke's the best owner, hands down, right now. Yeah, it's just wild, Doug, because it's like. Uh, how much credit should the owner get, or is it the folks running the teams? Um, you know, some people say all oh, the Rams. It's the people running the team and McVeigh and the whole thing. But it's like, well, Kroenke's got three titles now in 135 days, three rings in pro sports leagues. Yeah, that's not an accident, I don't think. No, I, I think that he's he's very good at hiring people and, and picking guys, um, especially. Uh, in a weird kind of way, he's really good at hiring discounted people. I mean, you look at Tim Connolly, who just got away from the Nuggets and went to Timberwolves. I mean, for the first, however, what, three to five years of him being in the GM role, he was by far the most underpaid GM in NBA. Um, you look at the Avalanche, and I think it's always sort of cliche to bring back the star player and the guy that everybody loved when he when he actually played for your team. But Joe Sackick is, I mean, his prints are all over that cup. I mean, he made move after move after move, not just this year, but going clear back to, I mean, he had to figure out a plan when his best friend, Patrick Waugh, left him without a coach a month before the season. I mean, Joe Sackick has been tremendous in terms of, his commitment to keeping this winner and not just adding pieces or spending money, but um, a lot of it was his patience. You know, it, it was the moves he didn't make that were as important as the ones that he did. I mean, Joe, Joe Sackick was brilliant in this run. So to some degree, you got to give Stan Kroenke credit for bringing him in. I'll tell you, first championship since 2001 for the Avalanche. The Avs are the Stanley Cup champions. Doug Ottawa on live from Denver. Side of the scene, they're having some fun. MileHighSports.com for some great coverage. I look at it, I say, okay, this Avalanche team, I didn't watch. I don't watch a ton of hockey, Doug, to be honest. I don't watch a ton, but I'm tuning into the playoffs, and I'm going, Avalanche are aggressive, fast, packed with offense. I mean, they just seem like, um, they brought hockey to a really fun level. Yeah, and you know, I, I'm like you. I, I don't. I didn't grow up with hockey. Um, I, I'm a, you know, basketball, baseball, football kind of kid right, in, right. in terms of what what I grew up knowing and doing and watching. Um, but it, it's hard not to to like hockey. But I don't understand it at, at the same level as as I do some of the other sports from an X's and O's standpoint. But what I do understand is that when I watch this Avalanche team on a very basic level, you can tell that they are faster than their opponent night in, night out. And, and it's fun to watch because, you know, one of, one of my bigger issues on a, this is a 
this is a 10,000 foot view is that hockey's not as popular as the other sports because when the average fan walks into an arena, they can't instantly tell who the best player on the ice is. Generally speaking, you go to a basketball game, it doesn't take you long to figure out who the best player is. You go to a football game, it's easy to tell if one team has a quarterback and the other team doesn't. Yeah, um, yeah. Baseball, you've got power hitters, you've got pitchers that can't be hit. It, it, a fan can look and make a pretty educated guess at, at what's going on and who, who the stars are. In hockey, it's, and it's a lot to do with the culture, it's just not as prominent. But when you watch the Colorado Avalanche and you don't conclude that either Nathan McKinnon or Kale McCarr are one, if not both, the best players on the ice, you're just not watching closely because they stand out. And I think that's one of the reasons that I really, really like watching this team is because they do have stars, and you can tell that they're special. Stanley Cup champions, a Colorado Avalanche, first title since 2001, um, Mile High Sports, rocking and rolling, man. It was uh, fun to watch. Avs win it in six over the two-time defending champion, Tampa Bay Lightning. Doug Ottawa on tonight. Doug, always good, man. Thanks for hopping on. You bet. Thanks, Nate. Appreciate your time. Talking Avalanche, uh, Stanley Cup champion, dented the cup and the celebration of the ice, the whole thing. Um, yeah, by the way, Nathan McKinnon, if you haven't watched hockey a ton, uh, that that guy's been really good. I've been enjoying uh, watching him. And I, I had a listener call in here. I mean, this is unbelievable. I had a listener call in long time ago. I have to give him his credit. I have to give him his credit. Brett, I don't know where you are. I don't know. How you, you're premonition. You're a psychic, I'll tell you. Brett, a long time ago. Now, he's a Denver homer, believe me. But Brett called in a long time ago and said the Avalanche will win the whole thing. This was before the whole uh, playoffs even started. He said, don't worry about it. The Avalanche will win the whole thing. And it wasn't like just uh, just throwing around. He was on top of it. So I got our Fox Sports Rapid City listener. I'll tell you, our listeners are smart. Brett, I call him Bronco Brett. But in this case, Avalanche Brett hit it out of the park. What a deal. Avalanche win in six. Stanley Cup champions last night. Paul Hendry is on the way next. Let's talk about this big deal. Rapid City Stevens track and field coach. He just won the National Coach of the Year Award. Let's talk about his program, the award, and the whole scene at Stevens Track on the way. This is the Nate Brown Show. Are you ready for rodeo action? Get to the Heart Ranch Camping Resort as Wild West Wednesdays returns this summer. The Wild West Wednesday Rough Stock and Barrel Series begins June 29th with rodeos every Wednesday through August 17th. Weekly performances start at 7. Gates open at 5 with pre-rodeo entertainment and food trucks. June 29th is 70s night. Tickets are at the gate or www.hrresort.org. Thank you to Camping World, Dakota Discount RV, Midwest Campers, Jack's Campers, and Weathertight Exterior. Black Hills Community Bank is your local bank that's deeply committed to this community. And right now, the annual diaper drive is back, where they're working to collect over 50,000 diapers this year for the Cornerstone Women and Children's Home in Rapid City and the Bella Pregnancy Resource Center in Spearfish. With a silent auction and other events in June, Black Hills Community Bank appreciates your help in making a difference. Black Hills Community Bank, investing in what counts. For more info on the diaper drive, just stop by or visit bhcbank.com slash diaper drive. 
Here at Pizza Ranch, we owe a debt of gratitude to our Swedish friends for bringing the buffet to America in 1939. Unfortunately, they called it the smorgasbord, which is, let's just say, a unique word. But we liked the idea so much, we started our own buffet and loaded it up with pizza, chicken, sides, salads, and our one-of-a-kind cactus bread. And then we made it even better by letting you request the pizza you want on the buffet every time you visit. We call it Buffet Your Way, because smorgasbord your way, well, that doesn't rhyme at all. Pizza Ranch. Mm-mm. Hi, I'm Dave Dolan, and I'm a member of the Rapid City Sports Officials. I'd like to invite you to become a member of this great group of men and women. We meet once a month, and our number one objective is to support Rapid City athletic events. If you become a member, you'll also get to vote for the High School Athletes of the Year, and you'll receive free admission to the annual Sports Hall of Fame and Recognition Banquet. For more information on becoming a member of the Rapid City Sports Officials, contact Dwayne Whalen at 605-343-6598. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show, South Dakota Sports Talk Show. Back on a Monday. We're ready to roll this week, man. Take you up to the Firecracker Tournament. Post-22 Baseball will return to Fox Sports Rapid City. Firecracker annual tradition in Rapid City. Fourth of July coming up. Let's put in some work here, man. Um, I'll tell you, this has been a great spring for Rapid City Stevens track. I mean, we've been following these, these races Simeon Birnbaum and you know, the Sprint Medley guys. I mean, the whole thing. We had some state champions on the girls' side. I mean, this has been really good for Stevens. And now they add one to the mix. Their head coach, longtime head coach, Rapid City Stevens track and field, Paul Hendry, gets the National Coach of the Year Award, the National Coaches Convention, which was last week. Wanted to get him on. Coach, it's good to have you. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me. Well, I appreciate your time. I know we got a big golf game coming up, so I got to get to it here. Uh, by the way, I'll ask you that. How's the golf game, Coach? How was the golf game? It's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm coaching with, I'm uh, golfing with Jason Olson, so hopefully he can carry me here. Okay, all right. It's, I know you're a track guy. I got to be careful with that. Um, let me get into. You know, you win the National High School Track Coach of the Year. You win the Coach of the Year Award, national. When you got the the letter, what, whatever you got, usually it's a letter. You get notified. Kind of what went through your mind here? Take us back there. Um, well, I think the process started back in November, and you, you get notified from your state um, that I'm a, a. I guess my name is going forward, and then we'll see if I'm a finalist amongst the other coaches in the nation and our, our region. And so I was the finalist from our area, and it was pretty exciting news um, to receive that, and then. You know, to know I'm going up against seven others from around the, the nation and um, Des Moines, Iowa, and it was just uh, you know honor to be selected to to be a part of that group. Well, congratulations to you. I mean, I I said it was a really exciting spring uh, season here, and you win the National Coach of the Year award. That adds to it. I guess your your takeaway. A lot of coaches would say, well. I'm only as good as certain athletes and thing. Your takeaway over these years of being the head coach at Stevens. Well, you know, I I came into a program that was um, a very good, you know, our athletes had a great coaching staff and tradition. And so when I, I took over as head coach, I wanted to get in there and just not mess it up. And I think I had a lot of good assistant coaches who had a lot of years of experience who really guided me and helped me 
uh, learn the process of, of being a head coach. And, um, you know, and some of those guys are still giving me some good input, you know, even now. And then we've got some good young coaches who are kind of, you know, keeping me young. And, um, and so I think it's just been a great, great 21 years as head coach. And, I uh, hope I have a few more to go. Let me ask you, Paul Hendry on Rapid City Stevens track and field coach, just won. He won uh, the National Coach of the Year Award at the Co- Coaches Convention uh, this past week in Des Moines. Uh, I want to ask you, you've probably had some things over the years happen, and, and some people say, has has coaching changed? Has, has, has it changed over the years where – You've had to adjust. What's been your challenge over the last 21 years? I, I think it, it has changed. I mean, I think uh, training is getting better. Um, you Probably the one thing you've noticed in our area is uh, we're getting a lot of kids that are doing some sports performance yeah. um, training with, with different trainers. And I think that, and then along with the school districts, kind of getting some sports performance trainers within the schools, it's kind of taking it to a, another level. I mean, athletes are just getting – bigger, faster, and stronger, and, and we have to, to, to do the same to, to be able to keep up with the other teams. Is there, uh, is there something, though, that has made Stevens um, uh, one of the top programs, meaning it's more than just the training. What is it about, what do you try to instill in your program to try and get the success out? Um, well, a lot of people think of track and field of, you know, maybe an individual sport. And um, we really try to get the kids to buy in to the team aspect. Uh, we know it's a lot of individuals who come together to make it a team effort in the end. But, you know, just really buying into the team and, um, you know, looking out for each other, training, and, and putting your team first really is one of the big things that we really um, try to do. I'll tell you, uh, great award. Uh, Paul Hendry on tonight wanted to highlight it. National Coach of the Year, track and field, uh, head coach for Rapid City Stevens. While you're here, i got to ask you about this uh, sprint medley. I had Coach Fierro on, um, and, and he talked about it. But uh, when you saw that play out, the sprint medley and the win uh, for the guys uh, a week and a half ago, what did you uh, think? Let's see. Well, I mean, that was just, it was amazing. I mean, that's uh, <laughs> to be able to watch that. I wish I could have been there live to see it in person, but, you know, with it being on the live webcast, you know, nowadays it, it makes it easy to see. And, you know, I, we had a couple of great 200 legs there. Um, Alex ran a, a super fast 400, and then, you know, Simeon Kermon does what he does. He, he uh, gets after it. He goes hard, and, you know, he's just really, really talented. And it was just, you know, to see them pull that off and get the victory was was amazing. I mean, I was—I think I was picking up one of my kids at the time, watching it on my phone, and it was just <laughs> in you, awe. And just <laughs> did you see it coming? I mean, it's probably hard to tell. I mean, you probably know. Hey, we have a chance here, but did you see it coming? I knew they'd be in the mix. Um, you know, we just had to make sure we had good handoffs, and um, we did what we were capable of doing. And it's, it's really important. You know, you know, last time some of those kids ran competitively was at the state meet. And so hoping, you know, they don't lose too much over the last couple of weeks, too. And so I knew we'd be in the mix. And then when Simeon got the baton and he was only about 20 meters behind, I knew we had a chance. I knew it would be tough, though. But uh, he got after it and pulled it through. I'll tell you, Stevens track, uh, great spring at the state meet. Now the sprint medley, the national champions of the Nike Outdoor Nationals. Paul Hendry on tonight. I'll let you run with this, Coach. You won the National Coach of the Year Award. You've been there 21 years. 
Um, what is what? What's your biggest enjoyment? Why do you stick with coaching? Um, I think it's you know every year is different, different challenge, and just what, what it comes down to is just working with the kids, helping them set goals, work hard, and um, accomplishing those goals at the end of the season. Um, seeing some of them go on to compete in college, and then a lot of them going on to do great things. You know, becoming doctors and, and uh, you know just working in the, the workforce and coming back and saying hi every once in a while. It's that's what it's about is just helping kids. You know, move on from high school and, and attain bigger and better things. Well, congrats to you. Um, it's a big deal. I know you've uh, you have done a lot of things over your career. Now the National Coach of the Year, uh, Rapid City Stevens track coach, Paul Hendry tonight. Coach, thanks for stopping in. I appreciate it. You bet. Thank you very much. Appreciate your time. Paul Hendry on tonight. Stevens track and field coach just named the National Coach of the Year at the National Coaches Convention this past week. That's a great honor. Great honor. Wanted to get him on. Paul Hendry, 21 years now at Rapid City Stevens. Yeah, we love uh, having coaches like that, man. I, there's not too many. Um, I don't think that you're going to see getting to those, uh, you know, lengths of time anymore. 20 years. We, we've I've seen coaches 30 years. I know some here in town, 35 years. I mean, you, you're, you're starting to see these guys who uh, have been around, done a lot of good work, and uh, really appreciate their effort. You know, really appreciate it because it's been a lot of uh, commitment. Paul Hendry's got uh, had some great success at Rapid City Stevens Track and Field. Now, the Track and Field Coach of the Year, National Coach of the Year, right here from Stevens. Good stuff. We're back at it with who's hot and who's not. Would you watch a boxing match between these two football players? Would you? A boxing match between these two football players? What should I put it in, my who's hot or who's not? I guess I'll surprise you next. You're listening to The Nate Brown Show. Great news from Dale's Tire and Retreading. We are now part of the Pops Tire Service Network. Same two locations, new name. Pops Tire is committed to the same great service that Dale's has provided Rapid City. Pops is one of the largest commercial tire and retread dealers in the country. Whatever your tire choice, make Pops your choice. We welcome this opportunity to support and grow with the Dale's Tire customers. Visit your local Pops for all your auto, light truck, commercial, and farm tire needs. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Clear skies and quiet tonight with lows around 58. Northwest winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. Clear skies tomorrow high of 89. Partly cloudy tomorrow night lows around 66. Highs level off around 98 Wednesday with a chance for scattered thunderstorms. 82 mainly sunny skies and calm Thursday. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently it's 82. Here at Pizza Ranch, we love the unique ways other countries compliment their chefs. In France, they say, magnifique. In Italy, delizioso. And in many parts of the world, it's a compliment to belch. Don't try that at home, kids. But at Pizza Ranch, we keep hearing the same thing over and over again when guests bite into our pizza. Mmm, Our famous chicken. Mmm, And all the favorites on our buffet. Mmm, We're beginning to think you're all trying to tell us something. We'll take that as a compliment. Pizza Ranch. Mmm, Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. All right. 
on, let's do this. Let's do this. Who's hot and who's not on a Monday? We're glad to be back this week, ready to roll. Some great shows rock and roll this week on Fox Sports Rapid City. The Nate Brown Show, Who's Hot and Who's Not, brought to you by the Pizza Ranch every night at this time. Remember, Wednesdays, Kids Night, the Pizza Ranch Buffet, one child 12 and under eats free for every regular priced adult. The Pizza Ranch Buffet, Wednesdays. Load it up. Take the crew. In my Who's Hot category, I'm going to surprise you. I'm going to surprise you. In my Who's Hot category, will I watch this? I will tune in. I will check this out. Why? You've got a former Minnesota Viking boxing against a uh, well, former Steeler, New York Jets. So it's just been announced this afternoon, Adrian Peterson is going to box against Le'Veon Bell. This is going to be July 30th in Los Angeles. And uh, <laughs> Matt Kearney said he's not going to watch it. He's not in on it. Pro producer of the Nate Brown Show. So I'll have the update for you when we get uh, back there in August, okay? From the Adrian Peterson-Le'Veon Bell boxing match. Will you watch that? Yes, you will. You will. And I will. I'll put it in my who's hot tonight. Not a bad idea. I don't mind that. I don't mind that. Here's something I do mind in our Pizza Ranch who's not category tonight. I don't think this is going to work. It's going to be this Sunday, this Sunday on Peacock, which they stream the MLB game of the week there. Sunday's on Peacock. You have Peacock, right? So if you have that, they're going to do their Major League Baseball game very untraditional, very different. No play-by-play. -play. Major League Baseball game. It's going to be Detroit against Kansas City. Detroit against Kansas City. No play-by-play. -play. They're going to have the uh, in-game reporters like going around the stadium and doing different viewpoints from the stands and interviewing guests and super fans. That's this Sunday, 10 a.m. Mountain Time. Peacock doing something that's never been done in broadcasting. Broadcasting a game with no play-by-play, -play, but essentially interviews and a tour of Comerica Park in Detroit instead. I'm out. I'll watch Adrian Peterson and Le'Veon Bell box in a month rather than a baseball broadcast with no play-by-play. -play. I'm out. But it's this Sunday on Peacock if you're interested. And by the way, Matt Kearney will have that report too because he is going to watch that baseball game. What a Monday. Water wasn't working. Matt Kearney's watching baseball play-by-play -play with no announcer, and I'm watching Adrian Peterson and Le'Veon Bell box? Gotta love the Nate Brown Show. Catch the podcast. It'll be up tonight. We're back tomorrow at 4. The Odd Couple's on right now.